Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the employee owners at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. Uh, three lines open for you. 860-522-WTIC is the number. The Facebooks are rolling. If Zuckerberg deems it worthy, you can catch us there on the Facebooks and post your comments and questions there. And I heard I hear Zuckerberg is following Elon and charging for being a blue check um, to be verified. Oh, Zuck, nice. Watch a watch a real entrepreneur figure out how to do things and follow <laughs> him along. Maybe we'll get some better social. Media, who knows? Yeah, that's the way to add a revenue stream. There you go. <laughs> who, who'd have thunk it? Um, so good for you there, Zuckerberg. Um, so we're there for you. And, uh, of course, we'll tweet everything out. Mike G's going to do that for us live. And we'll take your questions live. 860-522-9842 is the number. So feel free to get online this morning. We're here for a couple hours. And uh, as usual and customary, we have our IT news to talk to you guys about and let you know what's happening in the world of technology and how it's making your life so much better. Go ahead, Dennis. What do you got for us? Everything is really, really good in the world of Microsoft. Oh, right is it now. working I mean, so well? It's just spectacular. Yeah, good. All right, yeah. let's move on to now, the next story. Now, Microsoft oh, <laughs> Microsoft has a wee bit of a problem. Yes. Um, in their Outlook email client, which mm-hmm. you know millions and millions of people use all, all right. the time, yep. they live in it. They do. Okay. This is a serious product. Yep. It is. And it turns out that it has an exploit that can be taken advantage of passively. Right. Without doing All anything. that needs to happen yep. is that you get an email in your mailbox, mm-hmm. Outlook retrieves it from your server, bang, it takes effect. You are now it doesn't matter if you even see the thing on the screen. Right. It already took effect, so you don't even need to look at it, load it, whatever. Right. So doesn't basic, matter. Think of it as a pipe bomb for your mailbox, where you don't actually have to open the mailbox to be exploded. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and and worst of all, yeah. this exploit goes back ten years. No, of course it does. Microsoft. It goes back to. Outlook 2013. They are the kings and queens of retreading the same software, repackaging it, and selling it to us again because we have to have it because right. the old 2013, that can't work on the new Windows 10, even though it's a retread on you know Outlook 2021, which has right. the same exploit. Right. It's and, crazy. And probably in a year or so, they'll, they'll be telling people that have uh, Microsoft 365 that they can't use 2013 with it anymore, even though it's... Pretty much the, the same, same product ever since. 
So, so, so what do people do? So now we freaked everybody out. We told them about an, uh, an exploit that is very severe. This is something that is some, that is being talked about as a severe exploit, is being utilized, is being leveraged. Of course, Microsoft sent out patches on Patch Tuesday. A bunch of these patches are they available. Did. They did. But you still got to apply them. Right, because this is an Office product, and it doesn't right. go into the computer along with the rest of the Windows updates. Right. Which is kind of crazy. Yes, it is. Because years ago, mm-hmm. up through the 20, Office 2010 series, yeah. updates to Office came in with Windows updates. Wow, what a great feature. It was with 2013 that they divorced them. Gotcha. So now, I, you, yeah. mm, now you get to apply it yourself. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll put a link out there. Now, the link is going to be a little uh, garbledy good confusing, written by Ding Dong Geeks, right? Uh, rather than saying click here, download here, and do this, it's really very confusing. Uh, but read the link that we're going to send. Near the bottom of the link, um, you'll find the updates to the Outlook versions. Um, you have to f- know your version and then apply that update. Uh, and the way to find out your version, yeah. and I'll just tell you, it's pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You open up Outlook, you click on File, and then you click on Account. Or on office account. Sometimes it'll say office account. Mm-hmm. Either one. And then that that window will tell you what version you've got. All right. Make sure you pay attention to 32-bit or 64-bit as well. Oh, um, yeah. So apply these updates. Um, thank you, Microsoft, for yet another Saturday morning of fun. Um, I don't know. I don't know what these guys do. <laughs> you don't get it either. It's crazy. So, I wanted to bring this up last week, but I didn't get a chance to. This is a PC Mag article. Tech support snafus cost companies almost $5,000 per employee each year. What? Yes. $5,000. That's why we've been so busy, Dennis. Oh, well, you don't say. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're actual service providers. Right. Uh, 73% of remote employees say tech issues bog them down on a weekly basis. Okay, here's the ready for it. I wonder if Zuckerberg had the, this story written for him. Compared with 22% of in-person workers. So this is true, right? Uh, we talked about this during COVID. When all you guys were forced to go home, for, of course, ridiculous reasons, and we can talk about that later, we all were forced to go home and use your crappy home networks to connect to your businesses. You just destroyed help desks all over the world, right? <laughs> we are now going from trying to fix your individual business machines to your home, your crappy home computer networks that you're connecting into your business networks. And you're much more difficult working on those remote systems than they are within within your office. Of course, many IT companies, Disney, all these companies are saying, get your butts back in the office because mm-hmm. we want you to be more productive. This is a study that shows 73% of you are just costing these companies so much money in IT issues because your internet net, your connection is bad, your your firewall has issues, your Wi-Fi has issues, your 12-year-old was using the machine before you were using it. It's a mm-hmm. mess, guys. Yeah. Um, so this does not surprise me at all. We'll put the link out there for you guys to review, but it the whole COVID process was crushing IT. I mean, our help desk was just buried in helping people get connected remotely in a short time. We had to move like 5,000 people in like four weeks yeah. remote. Um, and we did a great job. Yeah. I mean, our guys did, did an it. awesome job, but the amount of tickets and work. And now you guys are all working hybrid and working remotely. Heck, I, I stay home on Fridays with my wife across from me. She's constantly having issues with her computer. Uh, and, of course, who's, who's she going to bother? Me. Um, <laughs> I just tell her to reboot. Leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Reboot it. Leave me alone. Call your IT department. 
Um, so both of the remote workers are struggling the most. 73%, they waste time on a weekly basis dealing with tech issues compared with hybrid workers, 44%, because hybrid, you're actually in the office more often than you're at home, mm-hmm. so that's obvious, and those that commute, 22%. So there's lots of issues here having to do with support and all the problems you're having. This, this kind of breaks down the individual problems you're having, and it, it's costing companies a lot of money. Now, of course, you're, you're all enjoying the hybrid work, and then, don't get me wrong, it's a great thing, um, but it's expensive. Well, one thing that I, I can say is a lot of these companies would save a little bit of money yeah. if they would buy, you know, dedicated work computers. Right. Because um, even though people are still going to have things that go wrong with those, right, right. it's easier for the help desk or whoever to manage that device and help out. Right. And in a lot of cases, that you can do preventive maintenance where, you know, you put through fixes before the issue even happens. And they're more secure, right? So right. you shouldn't be using your home PC that your 12-year-old uses for their homework and then connect into the financial software that you use to manage your client's money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bad idea. Yeah. So you want to have you know, your business machines connected up. So you definitely would reduce companies' costs there. But, of course, it would increase companies' costs to have to buy you a computer. Well, sure. But I, it sounds – Yeah. see, the support costs are an ongoing thing. Right. The buying the computer is a one-time thing, like one every once every three or five years or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. All right. What else do you want to bring up, Dennis? Oh, I have a wonderful story about Microsoft again. Oh, my gosh. What do this they do now? is great. All right. Improving well, our lives not. and making them better? <laughs> no. Uh, a lot of you have dealt with things like Windows activation yeah. or Office activation. We talk way. about it on the show all the time. And it really is a black box. People like us... Mm-hmm. Don't really know how to fix it because Microsoft doesn't even want us to understand how it works. When the activation breaks, you mean? R- well, yeah, when the activation breaks, mm-hmm. how do we fix it? We right. don't know because they don't want us to understand how it even works in the first place. Gotcha. Uh, they don't want us cracking it. Now, right. Right. interesting story that's been making the rounds on the internet now mm-hmm. is somebody who had a computer that lost its windows activation called microsoft to get it fixed yeah and the microsoft tech sent this person a link mm-hmm. to a dark web website oh my gosh. that loaded a what's called a crack mm-hmm. that's an well, i'm just gonna say the word illegal right modification to windows right to make it activate correct yeah that somebody came up with somewhere in the, well... In the ether of the dark web. Yeah, uh, possi- probably in Eastern Europe somewhere, mm-hmm. or Central Asia. At any rate, Microsoft's an- the Microsoft Tech's answer to the problem right. was to send the person this illegal crack. Not good. They don't e- the, their own techs don't even understand how to fix their own stuff. And that's well, not good. No, it kind of sounds like a theme that we're seeing in, the, in in America these days, right? I mean, you get airlines that don't know how to deal with managing airlines. You got banks that don't know how to be banks. You got Microsoft that doesn't. Well, that's been happening for our entire show. I guess it's not really the same thing. Uh, it just feels like it's the same thing, right, Dennis? Absolutely. Um, all right. So yeah, it's never good when your geek, your your official geek at Microsoft, is sending you a crack to get your your Windows activated illegally. Yeah. You, you know you're jumping the shark when it comes to that. 
So, all right, we'll put these stories up for you guys, and we'll, anything else we talk about today over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. Stefan, hang on. we got three lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. No matter where you are in the country, you can call that number, and it shouldn't cost you anything if you're on a cell phone. So feel free to call us there. You can post a question through our Facebook page over at WTIC's Facebook page, and we'll do our best to get back to you there. And, of course, you can email us in the studio, right, Dennis, at gethelp at tabinc.com. That's right. All right. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Two lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. Let's get right to your calls. You were nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning there. Stefan is up first. What's happening, Stefan? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Uh, I have a report back from last week's uh, Wi-Fi uh, yeah. fix that yeah. you guys offered. Yeah. The dongle worked. You're welcome. 45, okay. 45 bucks later, it works. Nice. <laughs> uh, so uh, now I did get uh, a new laptop. It's an HP Envy nice. with the Intel uh, i7 12th Gen, but they said it's an Evo. An Evo. i7 12th Gen. That's okay. Yeah. That's, that's fine. It's it's a marketing term for some of their models. Yeah, and their power saving and all that fun yeah. stuff. It's okay. It's a, well, yeah. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with that. No. All right. As long as it's not the wonky 12th Gen. No, <laughs> nothing, what, nothing whatsoever wrong with it. Nope. Okay. And 16 gig of RAM, which mm. is beautiful. And a 512 gigabyte uh, solid state drive. All right. Okay. Now, uh, I'm trying to just open Chrome and it says, uh, let's see, specified path does not exist. Check path and try again. <laughs> that means what? Your brand new computer and you can't run Chrome on it? No. All right. Did you? I mean, I mean it has a thing on the desktop and it says Google Chrome yeah. right under Microsoft Edge. Oh, I feel so much better about having a Microsoft system after hearing the news. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. So go to Edge and download Chrome again. In my opinion, your Chrome install didn't go right. Yeah, I would. Oh, okay. What I would do is uninstall Chrome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, restart the computer, then do a fresh install okay. from a new download. Yeah, because it's just out of the box like that. Mm -hmm. And as I was trying to set up my account on the new computer yep. uh, with, with this Microsoft system, I don't think intrusive quite says it. I know. Be, because I, I, it, they might as well say, is it okay if we uh, watch and record everything I know. that you do, everybody that you talk to and every website that you go to to you. improve your experience? <laughs> yeah, because it's all about you. It's all right? about you, Stefan. <laughs> yeah, yeah be, because if, if George Orwell was setting this thing up, he'd have one thing to think. Mm. Oh, you didn't read my book, huh? I know. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, Stefan. No, you're right. You're right. It but, is a little intrusive. Okay, but on, on the other system, the, the older one with the, the Wi Fi, yeah. I keep getting buffering because apparently my new computer took my old computer stuff and just decided to move it over. I don't know about that. Uh, that doesn't they're, sound They're right. not that good. Well, well, something happened. And, um, like, my, my old system got upgraded to Windows 10 uh, yeah. 
and I didn't know that. That could happen. Yeah. But the buffering wouldn't be anything to do with the new system and the old system unless no. you told it to transfer data from one to the other. Okay. Well, maybe I did. I, I, I don't know. But with the old system, like when I turn on the laptop, yeah. okay, uh, it, it just buffers for, you know, it takes a long time to, like, have the main screen come up. So oh. Oh, we, we wouldn't call that buffering. We wouldn't call that buffering. We'd just call it, you know, long login. Yeah. Delayed boot of some kind. Yeah, it's trying to use. It's probably trying to use your other Wi-Fi card, or it's trying to figure out uh, other aspects of your machine that yeah, are no longer working. Yeah, what you might want to do is disable that other the internal Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. Disable yep. the internal. Yeah, you yeah, can do that I... in uh, Device Manager. Just right-click on it and disable. Yeah. Oh, okay. Your yep. Wi-Fi. Because I tried to do that before, and then the thing didn't work, and then I shut it off. Uh, then I unplugged it, and I waited. I don't know, like a. 30 minutes or something. I replugged it back in, and then the little dongle worked a lot better. Yeah. But uh, last last question. Uh, no, actually, I have two. Can I delete Alexa? And uh, you guys said that Windows Defender yeah. is way better than anything I have because I have WebRoot, and I got to get... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Correct. Web root off my old yep. machine. We're coming up against a hard uh, break. So the answer is you can delete Alexa if you want. And uh, yes, run Windows Defender, Stefan. But we're up against a hard break here. So I got to leave it at that. I hope that works for you. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Good luck. All right. Stefan's got some fun to do with his new machine. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. Nick, hang on. We'll get to your call. Three lines open for you. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're here till 11. And uh, two lines open for you. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. Let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us. We're going to go to Nick in Enfield first. What's happening, Nick? Oh, good morning. Morning. So I have a I have a Chromebook that I use strictly for banking. Yep. And uh, the other day I was on with the bank. The screen went blank. And I had a cursor stuck in the middle. It wouldn't move either with the mouse or the touchpad. And it said uh, restarting. Oh, is that handy? And um, hmm. it, it, it didn't go anywhere. Eventually the screen went black. Oof. Um, yeah. So I thought, what would the guys at Tab do? We would and, we'd um, throw it out the window. <laughs> we would well, drop kick it. I thought about, I thought about that. Yes. We're like regular people yeah. too. <laughs> So I guess there's a sequence that if you hold, I think, the escape key and the refresh button, which looks like a little curve arrow, mm -hmm. at the same time you do something, it brings it back. Well, yeah. And there it started to work again. I, I just found this on Google's support site. 
and there is that keystroke combination. Um, we can post this article so that you'll have it to read while you're doing it. Um, yes. I wouldn't want to put you in a position where you have to remember, oh, which which key do I press while I press that thing? I mean, if you can read it and have it in your face while you're doing it, then it's better. It's a recovery. But yeah, right? it'll take it into recovery mode. Yep. But what would it have? What would have made it do that um, hmm. yeah, initially? Do you think that's a sixty-four thousand uh, dollars question? Yeah, and if, okay. you know how much time have you got? I can discuss probably ten thousand different things that could have caused it. Yeah, any one of the apps, anything that's happening in the background, who knows what could have caused uh, a it to startup blow up. app? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, the anything. list is long. And because they have the ability to recover, it ha- they actually know this is a thing that happens often enough that they have to put a recovery in there for you to go back when yeah. it does happen. Um, oh, that's yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's frustrating. We're just as frustrated about this type of stuff with computers too. You're minding your own business. You're on the phone with the bank trying to work on an issue with your app, and boom, <laughs> it just blows up on you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yep. But you you found that you found that keys. We we, we would have had to figure that out ourselves too. And uh, nice job. And you're all set to go. Yeah. You're, you're, you're recovered, right? You, you guys are tutoring me well. <laughs> well, we're all in the same boat, and uh, we all we all. This is just typical, typical IT garbage that happens all the time. So, uh, thank you, thank you very much. You're welcome, yeah. Nick. You should hear my wife when she's dealing with the new app of our bank. Um, hates it. New new version came out. It's so non-intuitive to do bill pay and all this kind of stuff. She's just always cursing this. App. I hate this app. I hate this thing. And she's right, actually. <laughs> it is not designed very well. Um, it's an awful app, but nothing we can do about it. Let's go on to uh, Patrick in Farmington next. What's happening, Patrick? Uh, good morning. Uh, thank you. Uh, I have a question. Uh, I found that my email is on the dark web. Yeah. And I checked with the site that you guys uh, mentioned, and it suggests it's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, any suggestions on how to get it off or... Uh, what to do? Well, when you say your email is on the dark web, you mean your address? Uh, my email address, yes. Okay, and that's fine because technically, I got, I, got a, I got a report from experience says that they found it on the dark web. Okay, so. and that's fine. The, the bigger the bigger question is is the pass. There's usually a password associated with your email that we're most concerned about. So there, number one, have you changed your password for your email? I, I haven't. I don't even know if I have one. I just got my email. And I get my email, so it's an AOL. Yikes! Uh, email. Okay, so there, so you haven't changed your password, and so most likely the dark web has both those combinations: your email address at AOL and your password. And that's the okay. scary thing, Patrick, because if you're doing any kind of business with your AOL account, then there's a bad guy who said, oh, "I'll log into to Patrick's email and see what he's got cooking out there." Oh, I see he's got a closing on a house. Oh, they want to send money over here. I'm going to tell him to send money over there. Um, Oh. They'll be reading your email and all your stuff. So number one, AOL really shouldn't, as far as I'm concerned, shouldn't be used for email anymore. No. Um, okay. Well, I, no. I'm, I'm lazy. That's that's my problem. <laughs> that's fine. Over. That's fine. Yeah. So the minimal thing then, if you're lazy though, is to change that password. So you got a warning that the dark okay. web has the information. Change that password. You make that password very, very difficult. Yes. Okay. The longer, the better. Consider a passphrase. Okay. And then you okay. want to consider changing that email box to something else. I would tell you that. Uh, okay, I think I will do that. It's time to do that. Yeah, consider uh, um, oh. consider Proton Mail. Uh, Proton. Yep. P R O T O N. Yep. Yep. We'll post a link to that. Uh, I, we're going to post a link, or Mike G will, um, 
for changing your AOL password, and we'll post a link for uh, Proton Proton Mail. So, Patrick, now that the dark web had your password, what was your password? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, they, they know it. They know it. Why can't you tell me? <laughs> well, I, I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is either. Because <laughs> I never use it. I just get my email, read it, and, uh, and eliminate it. Oh, it's like oh, the Matrix. Wow. It's like the Matrix. You're, you're talking about the machines down there in the basement of the Matrix. I don't know how they work. They just give us clean air and water. Um, all right. So, yeah, go change that password, figure that out, and, and uh, consider changing your email service. I, I will do that. Uh, one more question. Yeah. I uh, I have a web route. I added that uh, a couple of years ago. You yeah. guys suggested, and yeah. I hear that uh, Defender is is. Uh, do I do I remove web route? Should I remove web route, and Defender will automatically kick in then? Yes, you can do that. Okay. Web, web root is still a fine antivirus. Yeah, but I'm, right. But then Defender has really come into its own finally, um, and we would we are comfortable in recommending it today. Until we get burned, right? So we have nine thousand systems that we're that we are practicing on in our practice. Uh, until it burns us, uh, it's so far going to be a recommendation. But you know, it's that's today. Okay. So, but uh, that's today. So if, if yeah. I have WebRoot, if I leave WebRoot in, that's Defender does not kick in. Is right. that correct? Correct. Okay. All right. That's great. Thanks so much for your help. I appreciate it, guys. You got have it, Patrick. Day. Yep. Good luck. Bye. 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 So it's kind of a good story there to think about this. You know, you're you're. I don't know how I can stress this as enough. As, you know, poor Patrick's out there. He doesn't even know what his password is. Your email is the key to almost everything you do in your digital life. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I highly doubt that that I would, I would contend contend that everything you do is connected to your email address, right? So Patrick at AOL.com is connected probably to his bank, connected to his insurance, connected to his financial planning, connected to whatever. It's all connected. And you don't even know your own password to, for that? And now it's on the dark web? That's pretty serious stuff. Very. Because all that bad guy has to do is read the emails coming in on Patrick's email from Fidelity, from Vanguard, from wherever, whatever he's using, from his bank. Hey, I see you did a deposit. The bank tells you, oh, the deposit went through. The bad guys can read that email and now know where your bank is, where your financial pl- deposits are. where, And then they can say, well, okay, I've got... I've got Patrick's password. (laughs) Let me see if I can log in the same password on those services too. Right. That's and that's not even hard. That's called keys to the kingdom. It really is, and it's serious. It's a serious problem, and it's it's technically not really hacking because the information was made available through AOL leaking it. Right. Somebody quote unquote either got into AOL and got this information. Or quote unquote hacked AOL and got this information as far as your 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 email address and your password, but it's connected to everything else that you do. So there's such a high risk here. Your email is so important, and that's why I recommend Proton. It's an encrypted mail service out of Switzerland. All right, you're not going to get much more secure than that. Um, and uh, that if you can get that as part of how you operate, you're going to find yourself a little better off. I got a quick story before we go to a break. So we got a, we have a rental property. In Florida, and our one of our renters called up and said the ice maker's not working. <laughs> All right, so the ice maker's not working. I tell you the story because it is connected to technology. I swear, and <laughs> and they call me and say the ice maker's not working. And I have an app. I have a smart app, and it's a Samsung refrigerator. It's only a year old. We can't believe I'm even getting this call. It's a brand new refrigerator. I bring up the app. I look at the app, and I'm like, 
all right, let me see what... what the, of course, the instructions are in the drawer in the kitchen. I don't have the instructions with me. I figure the app's going to tell me what model refrigerator I'm using, so I can go look that up. Do you think it tells me that, Dennis? Uh, no. No, not at all. It, <laughs> it tells me the version of the software, but it doesn't tell me the model of the refrigerator I'm talking to. <laughs> I can then run a because, little... Because the thing that you need to know at that moment is what soft, what version of the software is on your phone. That's right? the thing I need to know, exactly. Yeah. I can do a diagnostic, and the diagnostic comes back and says, no, everything's working fine, Eric. What's your problem? But that diagnostic doesn't tell you what kind of refrigerator it either, does huh? No, it just says everything's working great. And, of course, the renter's like, the ice maker's not working, buddy. Uh, so... <laughs> I had an in-law that's down there on another unit. I had him come up and help the renter. Guess what we did? We unplugged it and plugged it back in and rebooted the stupid refrigerator. You rebooted the refrigerator to fix it. Yes, because all, oh. all the troubleshooting didn't work. All the troubleshooting didn't work. You had to unlock it, turn, do this thing, turn up test cycle. We did all the troubleshooting, and that didn't work. The last thing was to unplug it and plug it back in. So, yes, your refrigerator can take a week to, to reboot. And then a guy responds, hey, it's working again. Um <laughs> This shouldn't be a thing. I mean, it's ice for crying out loud, and I've got a smart app talking to it, and it's utterly useless. But right. I know what the temperature is in the refrigerator, and I know if the door is ajar. It's not ajar, but I know if it's ajar. I mean, you know what I mean. We'll be right yes. back. we got to step out for a quick break. We'll be right back. And we are back. We've got three lines open for you on this lovely Saturday morning. 860-522-9842 is the number. Did you watch that FDU? Oh, you didn't watch FDU last night, huh? No. My goodness, what a good game. Oh. What a good game. I was I was enjoying UConn's second half. Yeah, it was good. Second half was good. First half, Very a little good. shaky. First half, we're like, yeah, oh, boy. Like, what the heck is going on yeah. here? Some good basketball this uh, this March Madness season so far. Uh, let's go on to uh, your calls, though. Let's go to Chuck in Cheshire. What's happening, Chuck? Good morning again. Morning. Uh, I, um, similar to one of your last callers, I, I have a Chromebook that I want to use as my dedicated banking yep. laptop. And I got these, a couple of Chromebooks from, you know, kids and nephews that uh, got them from school and now they don't need them anymore. You know, mm-hmm. when everybody was... Uh, home from school yeah and um you know i did a power wash yep all right and i still hadn't i still hadn't set up like all my banking things on it and uh, you know i just check my email things like that and then i'd get ads i remember there was one specific ad for this very specific t-shirt i was looking for on ebay on poshmark like on a lot of those sites yeah and an ad came up for that very specific t-shirt even though i had done the power wash i actually did it like two or three times yeah yeah but they still know now, you're chuck from cheshire no matter what platform you're right. on right oh so it goes to like the ip it go, address it goes to well not just it, i well the ip address can factor in yeah but it also goes with your identity right uh, on 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 google let's on say google, when you connect google to google website you're going yeah they know it's chuck from cheshire and Oh, but, was, I, but I never log. I, I don't have logins for those. Like I don't. Oh. I just. Yeah, I never like. I never log into Google. I, I, mean, I would think then account. if they're probably associating your IP address, they could be. Yeah, I would think that that's that's got something to do with it. And okay. now, and also, when you said you did email, don't do email on this Chromebook, right? Because the idea. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the well, most. I had already done the power wash though. 
No, I know. I understand that. Um, but don't do mm-hmm. email on it when you when you use it as a tool for your banking because again, email is where you right. get a lot of we get a lot of our attacks from, right? So don't do that. Right. Um, but yeah, most likely it's just they, again they, they know where you're from. They're going to zap that that ad to this IP address because you've been really interested in those classic tees that all of us dad bods are trying to find so that we can hide our bellies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I'm in shape. Oh, you're lucky. You're lucky. Uh, good it's a good you. looking shirt. That's why I was looking for it. Nice. But yeah, the the way the internet works and the metadata on all on everything we do is just it's proximity based. It's IP based. It's everything. Okay. So most likely it's just sent it. Uh, maybe a guest. Hey, uh, I wonder if this IP address is interested in that T-shirt, well, it too. Well, might not even just be the IP address. It might be the MAC address of his router, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that's going to identify what network you're on right. solidly. So use a VPN. Yeah. Use a VPN. Consider a Proton VPN uh, yeah. when you're connected um, to do when you're doing this banking. Go ahead and configure Proton VPN, and you'll end up who knows where and... You'll be encrypted, and that'll be another way to for them to not them, they, whoever they are, won't won't be able to follow mm-hmm. you around. Okay, all right. So yeah, but so there is some risk, even though I basically reset it to factory resets. No, no, no. Your your risk. So your risk is really you. So what we're trying to have you folks folks understand when we want folks to use a separate machine, it means you can't surf the internet with that computer. You can't do banking. I mean, email. Right. You can't do you can't do things that could com- compromise you. You're only going to do specific right. functions, and mm-hmm. if you keep to that, it'll be fine. The moment you go and bring up a Google browser and surf anything, mm-hmm. you, you're now yeah. not as secure as you could be, depending on what website you landed on. Right. right? Um, so right. that's the that's the concept of having a separate system. Um, it's it's really just trying to go overboard to try to protect yourself from you, really. Um, okay. It's also a little impractical, right? I mean, it's hard for humans to say, I've got the laptop open. I did want to check this out. And before you know it, you're Googling dad bod T-shirts. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. we're human. So the risk really is in that. And if you do, if you use a VPN... While you're while you're connected on this machine, you'll have much more security. You'll be connecting to your resources. However, even those resources are going to say, "Hey, wait a minute, Chuck from Cheshire, why are you connecting from Uzbekistan? That's kind of weird." And they may not let you into uh-huh. your banking software because <laughs> your VPN's gotcha. IP address is coming back with a weird IP address, which is what you want. Right. So, so essentially, do the power. I'll do the power wash again, and then make sure that I never have any other windows open except for the bank and the financial institutions. Right. right. Don't don't use it for anything else. Right. And be disciplined yeah, about not, that. Not even email, not even right. you know, not even uh anything. Right. Yeah. And that was the intent originally. Yeah. But before I had done that, I just noticed that, oh, how does this very specific ad come up if mm-hmm. I had already power washed it? I know. They're watching you, Chuck. It's very spooky. Uh, yeah. It is. Oh, the stories I could tell you from even like twenty oh three things that would come up. Very bizarre. It's a family show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chuck. That's why I, the stories I could tell. Yeah, exactly. The Sounds good. All right. Hope we helped you. Okay. All right, Chuck. So he's going to go ahead and, and power wash again and uh, try to make himself a little more anonymous. Um there's another. There's, there's a, a article I wanted to bring up. Did you have anything else you wanted to bring up there, Dennis? Oh, um, we had uh, an unnamed federal agency that was hacked. Uh huh. Unnamed agency. Yeah. yeah. Well, whoever the people that reported it didn't say which agency it was. All right. All right. 
Uh, it was hacked by two different groups. Lovely. Not one, but two. Mm-hmm. Thanks to a flaw that was unpatched for four years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're, we're letting stuff run forever. Yeah, the basics have to be done, guys. You got to, again, if these federal agencies put all sorts of edicts on us and, to make sure we patch things. Right. And then they're not patching their own stuff. Oh, and you know, I can hear it right mm-hmm. now, okay? Yeah. Well, if we update, something might go down, and then we'll, we won't be able to work. Right. And, and we can't do that. I, at my old position, I yeah. had customer that literally locked down Windows on every computer. They would get a computer, yeah. set it up, and lock completely it down. disable the Windows update service. Uh, on purpose? On purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they didn't want any downtime. So they would, So if that account happened to be an accounting firm or a financial planning firm or an insurance firm or a medical firm, or, or you name all the firms... They didn't have any downtime due to an update, but they were completely unpatched and unprotected, and they clearly haven't understood how Microsoft operates. We yeah. All the work we do as geeks is to protect you from Microsoft. That's our pure <laughs> life. It's not what I got into this business for. All right, we got in this business to make you know your life better with IT and technology, but now pretty much our entire lives are spent protecting you from Microsoft, and you would lock <laughs> it down and not patch it. That's crazy talk. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. Doug, hang on. Everything we've talked about has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com. That also works. And if you want to watch us on the old Facebooks and, and if Zuckerberg deems it worthy, you might get up to your news feed. Feel free to post, comment, whatever you want to say. Like, share. That works. Zuck, you know, he gets the understanding that it's a show worth watching. We'll be right back. <laughs> 